0: Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the
1: Unprecedented Podcast with John Erevosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Wednesday, July 14th. Happy 14th, the uh, French Independence Day. Woo! Oh, well, j'ai oublié. Oh, oui. I didn't remember either until I looked and I went July 14th. Ooh, July 14th. It's funny, a friend of mine is... Uh, going to France. He's got family in France, which is really cool. Um and is going for 3 weeks in Paris, three bedroom apartment, invited me to come with. And I got to tell you, I'm a little nervous about the whole covid thing still.
0: You so know? when did he invite you for?
1: The whole time like to go for basically 2 weeks to Paris. No, I'm
0: apartment. saying which 3 weeks and when.
1: Uh August 1st to 18th or so.
0: So yeah, very soon and you're not comfortable going yet is what you're saying there. I I'm,
1: I'm still a little scared about this about about Delta and everything else. I just I'm like no, I understand. And we we're honestly, planning a we we're trying to plan had... a big
0: trip for, for next mm-hmm. summer and we actually um, next like, summer we were thinking of, so, well yeah, I mean even because to me next summer who the who the hell knows where we're going to be, right? Things have yeah. been canceled left and right. There are concerts that were going on that were put back oh, on and then we're culture Exactly. That's coming up next. And then they were cancelled and then you know, stuff like that. And it's almost like, do we want to like, you know, put all this money and effort? You never know, like, what you can get back into some big European trip with our kids. And then have them just, you know, now we're like, hmm, Montana is beautiful. I can go to a dude ranch and... And you know, I think so,
1: France was yeah. pretty bad. I mean, we talked about it on the show. I think France, I was following my friends on Facebook because I've got a lot of friends over there. And boy, when like last year, July and August, when we were freaking out and locking everything down, they're all having picnics, groups of 10 and 20 of them. Now, mind you, we now know that outside is safer than we thought, like a lot safer back then. We thought it was dangerous as hell. They didn't care. <laughs> I mean, right. It's just, it's... it's well, endless.
0: also I would add in their you know i would add in just what we talked about before is that most of the time when it comes to the cultural differences i come down the side of social democracy i think having you know government safeguards and these kinds of things while being a capitalist i think a lot of regulation a lot of government safeguards are good but it does seem as we talked about because we had to be honest about this that in this particular case you know, because of, of all those, uh, you know, we can call them regulations, holding folks back in those countries. Like they they had to get the cheapest price, and they they weren't going to give the companies immunity and all these other things. We and the United Kingdom moved quicker, and yep. Israel, and got the got people yep. vaccines a lot sooner. So Canada, Western Europe, Japan. I mean, well, you know, some of these these big Delta yes. outbreaks is because a lot of people in those countries, even though we we. We haven't – there are people here who have refused because of our stupid Republican yes. Party and the rest. Over there, it just wasn't even an option.
1: Now, just so you know, there were – because like I was following this really closely. There were a lot of problems with Europe as far as, for example, they had bet big on the AstraZeneca vaccine, which pretty much the plug got pulled because it's it's pretty much the Johnson & Johnson vaccine but with two jabs, two doses. Um, right. And it got pulled too because of all the blood clot issues and everything else. So all right. of a sudden, they got caught flat-footed. Secondly. The U.S. did sort of get – we did sort of lock up a lot of deals first, so the Europeans couldn't jump in. Um, We also – a lot of the vendors for the – I was reading about this. The vendors for the parts that make up the vaccine, and I don't know whether it's the delivery system or whatever, but to to make and distribute this vaccine, you need parts that come from the states. Well, guess what? That Defense Security Act or whatever it's called – was invoked and we weren't exporting the parts anymore because Oh, Defense Production them. Act. Yeah, yeah. So there, in all fairness, there were also a lot of problems producing the vaccines over there. But there also was a lot of hesitancy. I mean, the Brits are just as crazy as we are, and they um and a lot of just bullshit. Like I said, the the, the French just ooh, scared. Any case, so bottom line is, it's killing me because I haven't been to France in like six or seven years, and I've spent a lot of time there, having studied there, and I just. And having a free place to stay, but I'm just kind of like, still feeling you know, nervous. just not sure, you know. And it bums me out because I'm dying to go. But anyway, any case, let's talk about the issue. So maybe you should just wear a body condom and go. Yeah, and in France, that would probably go over. I'd get I'd get more dates that way. <laughs> oh, look at the size of his condom. Ooh la la. Oh, c'est bon ça. <laughs> know preservatif. You know what they say about <laughs> the man with a six foot condom? <laughs> I have to um, say.
0: Being the immature American guys that we were, you know, I can yeah. never get used to to seeing uh, when I when walking. You know, when I lived in Nice
1: hmm.
0: or right near Nice, I can never get used to. And I'd learned it in class, but I can never get used to the condoms being preservative.
1: Oh yeah, um,
0: and, yeah, and and like just not making jokes about that because that's how immature I am. Yep. So.
1: You know. Okay, so lots of issues today. I'm going to list them off. I'm not sure we're even going to get to all of them because there's a ton of interesting topics. But um, Cliff, I thought we'd start with uh, Joe Biden has nominated Jeff Flake to be ambassador to Turkey. That's called. It's funny
0: that was the big one I was thinking of discussing because I think there's there's just there's a lot there to yep. discuss. Go ahead. Um,
1: Trump went off on Brett Kavanaugh this week. We'll talk about that. Uh, looks like the infrastructure deal was kind of sort of reached. Maybe maybe not. We need to touch on that the Texas Democrats. We need to touch on that. Um, little COVID news, little insurrection. Cuba, if we've got... Time. A little insurrection, you know. Little
0: what's a little insurrection between friends? Cuba
1: might be worth mentioning. Dan Crenshaw is being an idiot. Um, and, Ken uh, Starr, perhaps? Sorry? Ken Starr, perhaps? Ken Starr? What did Ken Starr do? Oh,
0: John, you're behind <sighs> on Ken Starr's okay, latest well,
1: scandal. I mean, I'm done with my list. Start with Ken Starr, and then let's jump into Flake. So it turns out that model of propriety. Who, he is, who is Ken Starr?
0: I was getting there. As okay. I was going to say that model of propriety, Ken Starr. You know, the one who uh, was the head of the uh, independent investigation. Independent, put that in quotes. Okay. Independent Council investigation of Bill Clinton in
1: 1998.
0: Monica Lewinsky. Um, that start. Right. It actually started earlier than 98. 98 was impeachment, but where they basically. Uh, I know it's all shocky but the Republican Party essentially gave a partisan Republican a free fishing expedition yep. to go searching through whatever the hell dirty laundry it started off with a land deal in Arkansas. Imagine a land deal because Donald Trump never made any of any land deals that were yep. <laughs> that were questionable. Um, that in the end, of course, they found nothing on but it led them to his right. affair with Monica Lewinsky, and it led them to impeachment. Um, and Ken Starr, of course, the whole time with Brett Kavanaugh, of course, at his side as one of one of his his guys leaking to the press um, went you know went forward and, uh, you know, and, and said, oh, Bill Clinton, it's, it's not behavior worthy of a president. He's so, you know, and it was all the sexual stuff since then, of course, he was the head of Baylor University and he covered up a scandal there. And now we get this new one, which it turns out he was brought in by the legal team of Jeffrey Epstein, and he's the one that made sure by sending a letter to a de- the deputy uh, AG under uh, George W. Bush, he was the one who made sure that Epstein wasn't prosecuted and put into jail. He wrote an eight-page letter um, with, filled with the, the kinds of histrionics that were in the Star Report, which was the report put out on Clinton, where they just put every piece of sludge they could in there. Same thing with this letter, questioning how the prosecutors could be so biased and this, that, and and. it's a new book that's coming out that includes this um, by that reporter who wrote about Epstein, the one that broke the story at the Miami Herald, Julie Brown, is it? And yeah, it's out there now. So I'm sure her book's going to do quite well. So yes, Ken Starr, Bill Clinton wasn't enough. Wheeler University covering up um, all sorts of sexual uh, assault and and sexual harassment wasn't enough. He's now wanted to add more to the resume. He made sure that Jeffrey Epstein did not go to prison for trafficking women. But I'm sure QAnon will be right on that next week.
2: Well, have I ever mentioned to you what a carnivorous beast my mom is? She loves steak and burgers, right? We grow up on them. I've never seen her so happy when I sent her Omaha Steaks and Burgers for Christmas one year. Holidays around the corner, finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift, guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter Stephanie in the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees, like the world-famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. you use the code Stephanie, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. You'll get eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. The keyword is Stephanie, omahasteaks.com. Well, do you ever catch yourself thinking when you're looking in the mirror, ew, ew. I wish those under-eye bags would just go away. You're not alone. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women. Until now, introducing the new Genucel Serum with plant stem cell technology from Chamonix. Susan from New Jersey wrote me, I've been using Genucel for a couple of months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and haven't come back. I love this product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, and on my eyelids. With its instant effects, Chamonix says you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. I love it. I use the entire line of products. It is my Favorite skincare I've ever used. Um they guarantee it though. Results in the first twelve hours are your money back. Order now, get fifty percent off all genusel packages for summer. Go to love.com slash Stephanie. That's love genuce dot com slash Stephanie. Lovegenusell slash Stephanie. I use it every single day. I get so many compliments. Check it out. Lovegenusell.com slash Stephanie.
1: All right, let's move on to Jeff Flake. So the big Jeff Flake story. I want to do a lot of like quick hits today because there's so much there's so much stuff. But uh, Trump, I was going to say Donald Trump, Joe Biden yesterday, President Biden yesterday. I got used to not saying President with Trump because I refused to. That now I keep saying Joe Biden, President Joe Biden. Yesterday announced that he's he nominating. Uh, Jeff Flake, former Republican senator from Arizona, conservative, but very, well, very anti-Trump, but tend to be more words against Trump rather than voting against Trump, uh, that he's nominating Flake to be our next ambassador to Turkey. Uh, those jobs require a Senate confirmation. Let's see if the Republicans, if all the Republicans are happy with Flake, let's see if all the Democrats are. Um, what is happening is, and actually our friend Brett DiResta weighed in on why this is a good idea, but. First, let me tell you why Brett weighed in, because I was mentioning it in response to people because everyone went nuts on Twitter or Twitter folks went nuts. Not everyone. But people on Twitter yeah. went nuts.
0: Really? Nuts. So wait, John, people went nuts on Twitter?
1: Yes. And they went nuts because, oh, they my God. They were and- No, but listen <laughs> to this. What is Biden doing? He, he, this is my favorite, too. And bear with me, folks, okay? But, oh, my God, Flake voted for Kavanaugh. We can't have a racist, sexist pig who wants women raped on the – it was just like – okay. First of all, it reminds me of the whole Iraq discussion, and I know some of you are going to disagree with me, but I don't necessarily fucking care how you voted on Iraq 21 years ago. Or, well, now it would be 18 years ago. I care, but I don't care.
0: Here's what I would – can I jump in? I mean, I care. I do necessarily fucking
1: care. I care. It has
0: nothing to do with this.
1: (laughs) Well, right. no, my but it reminds would, would, me, Cliff. It reminds me of Joe Biden voted for the crime bill. So did Bernie Sanders back in 1994. So he's a bad human being. Thirty years later, and you're just like, okay, stop. I'm sorry. I have to. I,
0: I just I have to say something here, John, because I had to say something at the time when they did this, which is, which is Bernie Sanders. And again, I'm not saying this. I like Bernie overall. I just I think he's a little cratchy, and I don't agree with all of his uh, uh, positions. But I would have happily crotchety. voted for him over the Republicans. But 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 unlike them, who have a purity test for everybody but themselves, Bernie Sanders voted to immunize gun companies in 2003, 2004. Literally one of the most damaging votes in the last 30 years. It's why we. It's why they've been able. It's why the Supreme Court's still finding in their favor. It's why we can't go after them. You know, I mean so. And, and, and does that disqualify everything Bernie Sanders says? No. right. And that's been responsible for a lot of death for everybody who thinks that just the Iraq vote was, but not, well, and, but not that vote.
1: It, honestly, and I'm talking more real politics. I'm talking Machiavelli. When I say I don't care, I mean, I care, but I don't care in a Machiavellian sense because my approach to politics has always been, we are going to do what helps us win. That doesn't mean we're going to murder people like what the Republicans do. I do draw the line at, at, at you know, mass morality. Yes, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, cheat, and steal to win, but I am going to do everything else so that I don't care about the one horrible thing you did last year or 10 years ago, if overall you are going to help me beat the bad guys. You're going to help me preserve the agenda I right. care about. You're going to help me. Which is why you're, we're government. willing to work with That's never I mean. trumpers and we're, and really, and I'm going to go even a step further I mean. than you,
0: John. I'm going to take it a step further and say it's not just that you feel that way. This is the only way a democracy can function. The only way.
1: Well, that because too.
0: a democracy is about building coalitions. Yes. And when you go into your purest corner, be right or left- And and you suddenly say, I will not work with that person ever again because they did one thing. They voted on this one thing the wrong way. Or they voted on 15 things the wrong way. If you then do not get that vote that you could have gotten and your bill fails, you failed. And that's what these people don't understand is that activism is different. Activism, when you pressured Obama over gay rights, when I pressured Obama over guns, on those things we either were being... Uh, PR professionals or being activists or whatever, we had one interest in mind, getting a gun bill passed or getting a gay rights bill passed. That is a different thing than when you are a senator and you need to, and, 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 and you were trying to get people to vote on a bill and you, you know, so I, I couldn't be more with you. I would even add a, another layer under that, which is there was this tradition that we used to have that Trump, of course, violated and it started to be violated before that by numerous Republicans, I would argue, and some Democrats here and there, which is politics stopped at the water's edge. And the thing is is that there there were people that were considered giants on the international affairs stage, and John and I, both having international affairs backgrounds, get this, whose domestic politics, I think, were mostly awful. Dick Luger comes to mind in the past, senator from from Indiana. And so this is different. This is, they're not he's not putting him in a domestic position, his administration, or he's overseeing something you know that he opposed. He's putting him in a position uh, you know, with Turkey, and oh, they're in NATO, and they're supposed to be an ally, whatever they are these these days, and they're a country that's backslid on democracy in a huge way. It is important to have somebody there that doesn't seem partisan.
1: Go ahead. Um, you know, and here's the thing. Now, I, I- – there's a couple of different issues. The reason I brought up all that controversial stuff at the beginning was because people are playing purity politics. And for me, a purity politics argument is never going to work unless literally you say, well, he's the guy that murdered my mom. Don't vote for him. OK, fair enough. I'm not going to vote for him. Right. But it's got to go that far. And I, I just I'm sorry. It's all this is Machiavelli. And in the end, we're talking about the exist the existential crisis of our country. Having said that, there's also practical reasons because people were saying, you know, why do it at all? And um. I do think there's something to be said for uh, fig leaves of bipartisanship. Um, I I do think there's an issue here of, no, the Republicans aren't going to turn around and help us. Mitch McConnell isn't going to get any better because we appointed Flake. But I think there's something with the body politic overall, the ether of politics, the ether of the country, right? Sort of just the air that – are you having fun there, by the way? You're just making a lot of noise there, eating or drinking. Uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, just you know what I'm hearing. I'm hearing like ice cubes in, in my bed. I'm sorry. It just, it's it reminds you me. Know, of, I mean, it's funny. I thought it was going to be better because I'm using wait. the AirPods
0: now. Yeah. And I thought I, I oh, wouldn't have you? to have a pro, the problem of the dangle anymore. Well. But now it seems like there's all sorts of other problems. So but You
1: know what it is? It's, and Cliff and I have talked about this before, but like on TV, they intentionally do this. Part of the reason you've got the ear uh, when you're a guest on a TV show even if you're in the studio with the people like around a table, they give you the ear thing, the earplug thing, partially so that the producer can tell you and say, OK, you know, uh, we've got 10 seconds or, or 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 give me a sound check or whatever. But part of it is when the host talks, it comes in your ear and it kind of shuts you down for some reason. Uh, uh, hearing the noise like inside your ear with a with an ear, not an earplug, an earphone or whatever, it disrupts your thinking. And sorry, but that that's what happens when I just need to remember to
0: hit the to do this, which I'm gonna do right now. Ready?
1: Mute. There you go. But it's funny. It's a funny thing with uh, with, anyway, just to give you insider's view of how TV works, too. That's how they're a little better. Although, frankly, we've all seen TV shows. They're not in any case. So our friend, uh, it's not just a a, a Pollyanna sense. I do think there is a sense of the country's falling apart. I mean, we know we're in serious danger. We're in serious danger of more violence. I don't think it hurts. To try to just inject a little more bipartisanship anyway, just it 's almost like parents teaching their children by example, I just even though one party's going batshit crazy and they want to kill all of us and they want to kill their kids we 're getting to that in a second by the way, as well in Tennessee. I think I just think it, it is potentially helpful to try to just not be always as big of assholes as they are, having said that, our good friend Brett Deresta uh, chimed in, and you can unmute Cliff too because sometimes you're yeah uhhuh, uh-huh has help me help me on my role. Um, But Brett Uh weighed in with a a sarcastic tweet and said, yes, what a terrible idea, showing that you are bipartisan, meaning by appointing a flake, in a state like Arizona where flake is from. Sure, Biden barely won the state, and sure, it might help with GOP leaners, and sure, flake has actually been anti-Trump, and sure, it's just an ambassadorship, but why do that? Now, the other point he raises Um, is – I
0: I love all that, by the way.
1: And let me throw it to you for the election implications, but – one of the points i raised last night with somebody was i don't fucking care it's an ambassadorship it's not medicare for all you know we didn't give olympia snow half the stimulus bill we needed because we were trying to get her vote and no republicans joined on anyway it's the ambassadorship to turkey it's a it giveaway now, yeah. now, having said that, very important ambassadorship, very important country, critical, lots of problems, NATO ally that's uh, that right on the edge of the Middle East, hugely important. I'm not saying it in that regard, but I'm saying it's a fucking ambassadorship. He's not caving on Social Security, right? <laughs> but the, talk about the election implications. You. Well,
0: I, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to find out because I agree with everything you yeah. and Brad said. Um I mean, well, Brett made all the the implications in Arizona. The only thing we didn't include in there is we're also trying to hold on to the House. And there's at least two to three. Arizona has been one of the states, like Iowa and a few others, that put together somewhat independent redistricting commissions per month. So they actually have fairer seats than a lot of the other lean red or red states. So the truth of the matter is, is that there actually are a couple of swing house seats and every seat could be the difference between having a house majority and not. And if they get the majority, get ready for every investigation. Stupid. You think Benghazi was stupid. Get ready for everything else that they start investigating about Biden. Um, but second of all, and uh, and of course, other things that they'll block. Um, but second of all, uh, there's the Senate race there. We need to hold on to the Kelly seat there. And you know, I mean, he he did pretty well last time. He did better than cinema did, frankly. Uh, I feel good about Mark him as an incumbent Kelly, there.
1: Uh, remind people, Mark Kelly beat who? So, uh, husband
0: of, on. yeah, husband of of uh, Gabby Giffords, who people may remember, a Democratic Congresswoman, and that is one of the swing seats I've done about by the way in the Tucson area, shot in the head uh, at a mass shooting at a market supermarket there. Um, and, you know, he, but he's, he's, a, he was in the military. He was, a, he's an astronaut who's been in space. He was smart. Don't get, uh, don't get me started some time on the 1984 campaign that John Glenn ran against Reagan, where he talked about what a great Senator he was. Everybody's like, you're a war hero and an international hero for going to space. Why not? You know, that's what American people elect, whether it's right or wrong. In any case, Giffords ran the right kind of campaign. he will do it again. He, you know, I think he's in good shape, but does it help to shore him up? Of course it does. Does it help to maybe in those house seats? Yes, did Biden barely win there? As Greg, as um, sorry as as Brett said, absolutely. And then I would also add in um, nationally. Again, there is a decent-sized never-Trump faction. Some of whom are still in the Republican Party, and some of uh, many of whom have run away screaming of suburbanites. Uh, you know, uh, and that's I'm using a generic. It's other people, too, but it's often suburban professionals, uh, college educated who have been offended by the many things the rest of us have, who are more conservative than people like us on economics, may even be more religious and not with us on every issue uh, that we'd like them to be, but have been sort of freaked out and horrified by what the Republicans have done and have left the party. They're winnable. Right. And things like this matter. And We're not talking about winning over the Trump Faction, you're never going to win them over, you know. But there may be some, some I'd call them, <laughs> there may be some center right or right folks who are Trump curious, who could, who, you know, who could go either way, and this helps. And then there's the definitive, not Democratic, but no longer Republican group of people, right. you know, and that Jeff Flake represents them very well. And so again, percentage points could matter, be right? I mean, it could be the difference between (laughs) this country's. I mean, literally, it could be the difference between this country surviving
1: and not. Well, and my my point there is that uh, the Never Trumpers may only be several percentage points of Republicans, but that could make a huge difference.
0: In Georgia, in Arizona, we lost North Carolina by a point and a quarter. We lost Florida by like what three points? You know, Uh, I mean, yeah, (laughs) it it could make a huge difference. And and we only won Nevada by a small, by you know. What fifty thousand? I don't remember how many votes. We barely won Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, it's not just about. I'm a, I'm into. I'm a real politic guy too. First of all, on the international level, and then on the level of <clears throat> the the best policies are going to be brought to the most people by having the best people win office. It's just that simple, you know. And um, we need that to happen. So right. in the end, it has nothing to do with forgiving or not forgiving Flake for his Iraq vote. Right. I think it was the wrong vote. It was a terrible vote. Democrats took it too. Hillary took yeah. it. And I thought it was a terrible vote. I still supported her.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's move on. <clears throat> uh, speaking of bad votes in Kavanaugh, but this is pretty funny. So Trump this week unloaded on Brett Kavanaugh, right? Remember one of his three Supreme Court nominees that got confirmed. Uh, Kavanaugh, as you all remember, is the one that was accused of um, sort of molesting uh the woman with three names. I'm forgetting her name.
0: Here, did What did you say?
1: I think Kavanaugh is the one that was accused of molesting at the party the woman with
0: oh, three Oh, uh, Blasey Ford. I
1: can't think of her first name. Christine Blasey Ford. There you go. Thank um, you. Among others. Um, anyway, lots of issues with Kavanaugh, obviously. So what Trump did is Trump is upset with Kavanaugh this week. It's not clear why. Um, I don't think it's the recent Supreme Court decisions because Trump doesn't understand them and couldn't care less. I think because Trump has lately been st- – he's still – he's not just still talking about the election. He's increasingly fomenting more and more unrest about the election. He's building. He's building, which makes me also worry that he's –
0: Well, and he keeps having these high-profile interviews like he did with Maria Bartiroma. Yeah. Um. You know, on on Fox, I guess, Business or Fox. I don't know which. Maybe she's on both these days. I don't care. I don't watch. But point being, it reaches a decent number of people yeah. and, you know,
1: repeated the same garbage, you know. No, he's, he's building up I think. Well, anyway, he goes off on Kavanaugh. I totally think – you probably agree with me. I totally think he's pissed at Kavanaugh and all the other judges remember they didn't even take the case that yeah. would, when, when he was trying to overthrow the election uh, via the courts. And I think he – and, and Blaze Ford um, – Uh, Coney Barrett. He absolutely jammed her on the court 11 days before the election because he was thinking, we're going to go to the court. And somebody told him, by the way, we're going to go to probably Giuliani, we're going to go to the courts and your appointees are going to throw it for you. Well, he unloads on Brett Kavanaugh this week for all of this and says, Where would he be without me? I saved his life. He wouldn't even be in a law firm. Who would have him? Nobody. Totally disgraced. Only I saved him. So just to clarify, Trump picked someone for the Supreme Court who was a totally disgraced lawyer that no law firm would ever even have, and Trump picked him for the Supreme Court and is bragging about the fact that he picked a total loser who doesn't deserve any job and nobody would dare hire. Which,
0: again, I find kind of hilarious. Um, And again, whether it should be true or not, and it should be as far as I'm concerned – well, no, I'm saying whether it should be true yeah. that Brett Kavanaugh couldn't get hired by a law firm. You know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Brett Kavanaugh should probably be in jail uh, after a long FBI investigation of perjury sexual as well. assault, perjury, and numerous other things that he's probably done. Um, we still don't know who paid off the damn guy's debts that magically disappeared, which is just yeah. still to me incredible. That 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 I mean, that was another point to me. Like when the when they. When they bowed before the Russians, was, were, were, to me, meant that Republicans didn't care about anything anymore. Whereas here's this guy whose debts magically disappeared. As bad as, as we could say there certain senators were 20, 30 years ago, people on both sides of the aisle would have wanted to know why. But now it's the Republicans are so partisan that it was quick one-week FBI investigation, not allowed to look into that, get him on the court. In any case, um, it doesn't change the fact that there's a, a bunch of huge right law firms. I mean, we talked about Ken Starr earlier. Every time he needs to go somewhere, he goes to like what Lane and Kirkland or one of these crazy right the, the ones that de- you know infamous for defending the tobacco companies for years. I mean, is it right. not like? I mean, this is this is his narcissistic view of himself. Yeah. Kavanaugh, sadly, would have been just fine without him. I mean, Should Kavanaugh been? was no, on, the court but he would
1: have been. Already, I mean, like he was doing. Yes. fine. but but also yeah. just the the lack of self awareness to attack somebody by saying. I gave him a job when nobody would because – and of course – and then feeling you've got to denigrate him because he's not supporting you because he's a piece of shit nobody would want to hire. And you're going well, –
0: He's terrible, but, awful, sucks, you know. but and I hired him, him. Then
1: why did you hire him? And, and, and for the Supreme Court and, – and by the way, which somebody said to me on Twitter, imagine what the Republicans would do if a former Democratic president admitted this. They would fucking impeach the, the justice and get rid of him. Can you Mitch, Mitch McConnell would say, well, no, no, no. It's a done deal. The president already admitted he was unqualified. He was a bad person. And we made a mistake and the president is correct. Mitch McConnell would jam that motherfucker through, remove it, and then he'd replace it with somebody, you know, one of their own people.
0: Absolutely. Um, absolutely. No, I mean, uh, that. I didn't even take it that far in my mind, but you're absolutely right about that.
1: Would. Um, I mean, would. You, you know, <laughs> would. Yeah.
0: But, but I mean, uh, again, yeah. I, just on the Trump stuff, I mean, these, the, you know, this is the stuff that Sort of, I think also, so dispiriting is maybe the right word. I don't know. Is that is that seeing people on the right get fooled by a clever fascist would be one thing. Having them line up behind this absolute fucking clown, like this person who literally, you know, who who can't dress himself, you know, has ridiculous the most ridiculous hair, gets on Air Force One with like toilet paper hanging in his shoe. I mean, it's just. Like a movie stereotype of just a gross, gauche, pathetic, you know, and and you know, th- this is just another example. Like what you, even other conservative presidents, take George W. Bush, take they would never come out and say the kinds of things, but, about Kavanaugh because they would realize what it would make them look like. But this guy's stupid even for that, and yet they all still want to shine his shoes. It's just amazing.
1: Um, let's move on to Texas. As I said, I've got like tons of small issues to talk about. And by the way, this is for uh, this is for our people who complained that we missed a few issues a couple of weeks ago. You're getting every issue jammed down your throat today. <laughs> I guarantee you. Um, Texas, I don't have a lot to add, but it's worth mentioning because it's a big deal this week. The uh, Texas Democratic lawmakers, meaning the state legislatures, legislators, left the state and came to Washington so that they wouldn't have a quorum for the Republicans to jam the voting rights, legisl- voting rights, the Jim Crow legislation, anti-voting rights that they were trying to pass in the state. You'll recall they tried this a month or two ago as well, the Republicans and the Democrats uh, were able to shut it down. The Texas Republican governor is claiming now that, uh, you know, we we may arrest them when they come back to the state. But it, it's worth mentioning because they're being very brave, but also they're being what Cliff and I always talk about. Find procedural ways to shut things down and muck things up just like Mitch McConnell would do. And that's what they're doing. So, yay! you've been listening to a free excerpt of the unprecedented podcast to hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows, and support our work as independent media, please go to patreon.com slash unprecedentedpodcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode.